0: This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell.
1: Oh, good evening and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on Casey Law. I'm John Purcell and I'm, I'll be with you until 7 o'clock on this beautiful June evening. It's a programme with a difference as we come live from the Arboretum here in Lachlan Bridge. We're bringing you a special programme between now and 7 o'clock as we celebrate the launch of Rachel Doyle's book, My Tree of Life. Rachel, a legendary businesswoman, if I may say, in Carlow, Kilkenny and indeed around the country and even further afield. And this book is real special occasion and throughout the program this evening we'll be talking to many familiar voices, friends of Rachel, people from business from all over that you will be familiar with, who all come to the Arboretum we're here in the atrium and I'm delighted to be joined by Rachel with her family, husband Frank and sons Barry and Fergal, Rachel a very special evening for you
2: it is, John. It's it's very special, and I suppose I've always wanted to write a book, and I started it during COVID, and um, then I sort of put it to one side because I got a few people to read, and they said there's two books there, a business book and a memoirs, and I thought, I can only write one. I can't even write one, so I started from scratch again about six months after, and and... That's what we have today, my tree of life.
1: And did you ever think you'd be writing a book when you were starting the Arboretum forty years ago?
2: No, but I never thought I'd be doing anything other than I just kept doing what I was what I sort of was good at, I suppose, and kept doing it. But I suppose then the idea came in that I suppose the one of the main reasons for me writing the book was that I give talks to so many students and I want to encourage people that if I can do do whatever I do and look at the success with Frank and the two boys uh, of Arboretum anyone can do it
1: and a very special evening how does it feel you know people are starting to come I think there are 500 uh, people coming to help you launch this fantastic book I'm looking over at a diminishing pile of the book I hope you've got enough books
2: yes I can't believe it but there's people coming from all over the country literally my domestic science teacher I've just been talking to her she came from Art in Galway
1: was that the lady who said she was going to check the spellings
2: yes her her, her daughter is the um, producer of Fair City uh, and i 've known Eleanor all my life as well, but you know it 's amazing uh, that uh, and people from Westport House are coming and uh the, from the Shed Distillery in Drumshambo, Pat and Denise are coming, so there's, there's people from really the four, the four corners of Ireland, which is great
1: And I've had a look at the guest list and it is indeed a, a who's who of business in Ireland, because you were honoured as a, an entrepreneur of the year uh, in 2018, I think you were a finalist in that and a category winner
2: That's right, uh, and uh, there's a lot of people from EY here t- this evening, from Cork from uh, Mayo from all over the country, and uh, it 's just wonderful because I suppose maybe i i never I never thought that we 'd have that many people. I was thinking did you know, maybe we'd get fifty. <laughs> But uh, now it's gone in excess of 500. So,
1: And uh, women in business is a very hot topic. There are not enough women in business. But you were a, a trailblazer. And I suppose there's been an expression over the years behind every successful uh, man is a great woman. But behind your success as a woman are three great men. Talk to me about the, the men that are here with you.
2: Yeah, well, Frank is my rock. He's he's. The, I could never have done what I've I, I done in operation without Frank he is absolutely he's there he's always been there and he's always been like he didn't want to come here over to the to the radio to radio but like he's always there 100% behind the business and he's been my rock all my life and we haven't killed one another yet and we work every day together and then our two sons are just a fantastic two amazing businessmen and very different very different strengths and weaknesses
1: and you talk about that in your in your book um i I was reading the book, speed reading the book, and I saw about the day that you said, "Frank, get those conifers out of there. they don't their roots don't like being in the water." You had challenges like uh the time you were flooded.
2: Yeah, there were there were many challenges, and and uh, I've written about a, a good few of them in the book. But uh, that was one of the things when we flooded in Carlo, and and you know the the awful thing was that the insurance broker told us we were insured, but when the assessor came, we'd stopped the mo- stop the water going into the building, and he changed his mind. He said no, we weren't, and like we didn't have a penny to, at the time. So it was those were the challenges that were thrown up.
1: And what would you say to people with dark days in business? You know to drag themselves out of those kind of difficulties what's the key
2: well the key is to remain positive and and john you know i'm really am positive and I, you know i never i never take things lying down i believe that we can work our way through anything we want to work away if we have a positive a positive outlook in life and believe it's going to be all right and we will be all right
1: yeah, a very powerful thing on the cover of the book. If one picks the right dream and pursues it determinedly enough, it will come
2: true. That's your philosophy. And that is my philosophy. And the other thing is, I often say, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. So dream big and, and you, you can achieve a lot.
1: Frank, um, I know you're, not a, you're a shy and retiring man, but Rachel speaks highly of you always, always. Uh, how do you feel this evening?
3: Ah, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic achievement, you know. Uh, I was fired in the corner so many times.
1: Uh, Well, anyway, she got there in the end. And you haven't stopped yet, my feeling is. But, Rachel, we were talking about flooding, but you do have, um, you know, you've had many challenges. Frank's illness, which you described as uh, the most difficult time of your life, but you kept the business going, and you wrote in the book about being so conscious of the employment that you give. Uh, and that had to continue to get give. The show must go on.
2: The show must go on, and that's what I did. And I suppose uh, it was a matter of... Uh Putting on the mask and coming into work because there was a lot of people looking for a week's wages out of the so uh, uh, out of the business. So I couldn't let them down either. And and the last place I wanted to be was where people were asking me how Frank was. One lady came in one day and she asked me how was my husband. She didn't even know his name. And I said he's fine, thanks. He wasn't at all at the time. And then she says to me, three of my family had cancer and they all died. Do you know. So I, I went into the store to have a good cry. But that was what happened you know um,
1: very very challenging and, and Barry was in uh, studying close by uh, horticulture at the time and, and continued to visit Frank
2: yeah that was great because Frank uh, uh, Barry would go up to from the Botanic Gardens to the matter and he had time to spend and, and because I was supposed to give a lecture in the Botanic Gardens uh, I had to tell them I couldn't do it and they, so therefore they knew that Frank was ill when I pulled out and I got someone else to do it but that was good for Barry and it was good for Frank. I think it, it helped Frank a lot as well and and it was just wonderful because Barry would ring me and say Ma, you needn't come up until this evening I'm going to go and see Dad and they would sort of say to Barry you can have le- time off lectures to go and see your dad so it was really good.
1: Family hugely important but you've passed on to the two boys the reins of the business and they're making you proud and the, the Arboretum is growing and thriving as we stand here this evening.
2: Yeah, I couldn't tell you... John, how proud I am of the two boys, Fergal and Barry, they're amazing and they've, uh, we've opened in Dublin in Parnell Street and Urban Green we call it at, in chat chapters and uh, the, lads are, the lads are just taking it to, to levels that we haven't dreamed of
1: uh, Barry, uh, Rachel's son and chief executive, do you ever talk about anything other than the arboretum, say Christmas dinner, for example? Ah, sure here it, it goes around the table. Now it's, it's, it's a lot of it comes back to the work, all right, John. But yeah, here it's it's a great evening. It's great to be celebrated, I suppose, for, for for Rachel, but for all of us, you know, we're we're part of the story, and I suppose for the whole team in arboretum, for us as a family, you know, it's it's a, it's a very proud evening. You know, it's especially proud for Rachel, but for everybody that's involved in the book, it's, it's great. And three locations now. Talk to us about the employment that you're giving across here in Lachlan Bridge, Kilquaid, and now in Urban Green in Dublin. Yeah, we're up to, to, to 170 now, John. You know, it's it's, it's a big number on a Thursday evening, but yeah, we're you know, it's a uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a great team. Yeah, we're always working around just building the team. You know, strength of customer service is always to the fore, and the ethos that Rachel is instilled in us and, and passing, we're now passing it down through the rest of the team. So it's yeah, it's great. Fergal, uh, you're the other son uh, intimate. Involved in the business Chief commercial officer What's it like Working with your mother And father And your brother The whole family
4: <laughs> it's to be honest with you, it's it's fantastic. I think, um, I mum and dad have recognized you know, quite a, quite a time ago, I guess. Like, dad's kind of pulled back from the business, but he's still here every day. <laughs> but he's he's technically pulled back, I guess. And mum is the uh, is is kind of, I suppose, is and still will. And this book kind of you know, I suppose, encapsulates that as the ambassador for the business. And then, you know, Barry and myself are we as different, we get on really well, but we're as different as apples and oranges and lots ways and that's kind of what works and I suppose Barry is working you know, in the business and I'm working on the business if, if, if you like in terms of looking at what we're doing at and, in the Quaid and developing out that, that particular project uh, to, to a point but um, yeah so that works
1: Rachel, um, you write in the book about your first part-time job, which is in was in Ben McCall's, uh, and you, you you learnt there about customer service. Um, you know your your company that you founded is legendary for that. You know you've won uh, Retailer of the Year, and you were given a Lifetime Achievement Award by Retail Excellence Ireland in 2017. What's the secret that Ben McCall told you all those years ago?
2: I think it's just, I suppose, I, I would consider myself a people's person. I love people. I love chatting to people. And so so does all the team here. And I suppose I always say we hire for attitude, anything else we can teach. But you can't teach people attitude. And the customer is key. And the customer is always key in Arboretum. Uh,
1: well, listen, Frank... Barry uh, uh, Fergal but most of all Rachel thanks for welcoming us here this evening I'm looking out across the atrium and I'm looking and seeing literally hundreds of people you're going to have a fantastic night congratulations on the book well done and we look forward to the next chapter and the next book
2: Thank you very much, John, and thank you, John. Thank
1: you. Thanks, guys. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in the uh, atrium here in the Arboretum to talk to more people here at the launch of uh, Rachel Doyle's uh, new book, uh, Fantastic Read. Uh, we'll be talking to lots more interesting people. Don't go away.
0: KCLR, The Bottom Line, with John Purcell with John Purcell, The Bottom Line on KCLR. You're very welcome back to The Bottom Line on KCLR,
1: a very special edition of the programme this evening as we're here in Arboretum in Lachlan Bridge to celebrate the launch of my Tree of Life by well-known businesswoman Rachel Doyle. I'm delighted to be joined by three men who outside of her family have had a huge part in uh, Rachel's success. Blaise Brosnan, a mentor, someone who's been working with Rachel for 30 years plus. David Walsh from Halo Care, a great uh, friend of Rachel, and someone who will be speaking later when the uh, official part of the ceremonies can get underway. And Colin Hayes, who's the chief executive of Netwatch, a company which was founded, of course, by David, but indeed was one of the first uh, customers of uh, Arboretum, or I should put that the other way around: the Arboretum was one of the first customers of Netwatch. Uh, can I come to you, Blaze? First, you've been working with this incredible lady for uh, thirty. Thirty years. You've worked with many businesses. What kind of uh, things can business people learn from Rachel and the story of success of the Doyle family?
3: I think the basis of uh, racial is she she always had a great vision about what she wanted to build and that vision was always well beyond uh, the current capacity but that never stopped her and uh, you know she had a great capacity and she has a great capacity to suck other people into her vision to enable her to move forward. And her
1: enthusiasm is infectious, isn't
3: it? It is, yeah. You know, I know Rachel for probably 30 years or whatever. And, uh, you know, she's been a big influence on my life. Hopefully I've been some influence on ours as well along the way, you know.
1: When you're working with people in business, there can be a tendency to get stale after a while. How do you keep it fresh?
3: Well, every time Rachel travels, she comes back with a new idea, and that gives her purpose. And she's always very clear about the purpose of what she's trying to achieve. And I think any business person that gets up in the morning with a purpose is more likely to be successful going forward.
1: And it's very important that, um, you know, all the positivity is matched with action as well, isn't
3: it? Yeah, they, you know, a lot of people that. Uh, uh, would see Rachel. Uh, they may not realise that there's a hard uh, backbone, of commercial backbone behind everything that you see. So it's not all just all flowers, all smiles, or whatever. There is a, a commercial backbone there, which is critical to be successful in business.
1: Even though the business is built on flowers, and we're surrounded by them here this evening, and I'm thanking my lucky stars that hay fever isn't one of my current ailments. David Walsh, you're a great friend of Rachel. I know you soldiered together. Uh, on Carlo Chamber of Commerce as I said earlier she was one of your first customers when you founded Netwatch you'll be talking
5: later uh, on stage what will you be saying about Rachel? Well I'll be talking about the success that she's had uh, at a private level personal level and also at a business level and looking at you know and reading the book and looking at the Arboretum over the last 20-25 years I think there are a number of factors that made it a success uh, and one of it is their constant ability to innovate and change uh, and myself and Rachel have had several conversations over the years in relation to innovation uh, and the reality is that in in business context there's probably only two types of organisations in the world there are those that are drivers of change and those that are victims of change unfortunately victims of change don't survive they, they go out of business but Rachel has always been a leader always changing even when things were going right and the Arboretum has always been best in class in what it does but for Rachel best in class is not enough she had to keep moving she was the the the, the number of firsts that the Abrito have done is just extraordinary in terms of just down to having a cafe and a restaurant in a in a, a garden centre, down to having a Christmas party for kids and that, that Christmas experience. All the time she's constantly looking to move the marketplace and to be a leader and that's what she is. Because if you go back
1: 40 years, uh, the idea of having a garden centre with a, maybe a 200-seater restaurant and uh, you know, 175 people working
5: across three locations. 40 years ago, that was like science fiction stuff it was and when you put it in context back then gender equality didn't have the same value as it had today so Rachel had to fight battles on a number of fronts it was a man's world back then but as Blaze said earlier Rachel has this vision uh, and to your point she then surrounds that vision with concrete action. Lots of us have visions and dreams and we don't do anything about them. The, the key point is about visualisation, is making sure that we back up the dream with positive action and surround ourselves with people who believe what we believe. And when we do surround ourselves with people who believe what we believe, great things happen. And that's what Rachel has done here. And any time you come into the Arboretum here in Lochlan Bridge or Kilquade or now in Dublin, you meet the people and they're buzzing. They're really positive people. They want to be part of, of Rachel's journey and they do an, a, a fantastic job.
1: And you had a dream an affair for you dreams yourself Uh, the first one I think came to you when you were travelling on a plane back from the southern hemisphere maybe Netwatch uh, and so on Uh, you moved on from that and Halo Care is a dream and it's my feeling it's a a company that the time has come how's that going
5: for you? It's early days but we're making great progress and uh, our our mission in Halo Care is to make sure that we can support the most vulnerable in our society the elderly in their own home using very very clever technology very smart technology and there's no cameras so privacy is completely protected our goal is to build another global organisation like like Netwatch that's a big hairy goal but I remember back in the Netwatch days 23 years ago now that was our goal as well there was only three of us we had no money just a big dream but again when you surround yourself with great people and you do the right things great things happen and I've no doubt that Halo Care will go the same direction and uh, as
1: Rachel said to me earlier if your dreams don't scare you they're probably not big enough um, Colin Hayes I spoke spoke to you a couple of uh, weeks ago on the programme when you launched uh, a new uh, service through Netwatch, but I, I mentioned earlier on, like Netwatch is now a global company. It wasn't always like that. The support of people like Rachel was instrumental. talk to us about what the arboretum means to Netwatch.
6: Yeah, uh, yeah, good to see you again, John. Uh, yeah, look, Rachel was one of the first people to put their, put their trust in us uh, uh, 20 years ago, when not many people had heard of Netwatch. Uh, she said, "Rice, uh, come and come and uh, work with the arboretum," and we did that, and, and she formed a. A huge relationship with David, uh, great trust between the two of them, and as both companies have 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 prospered and grown through the years, uh, you know uh, lots of successes and and, and they share them uh, with each other. And uh, like uh, as Rachel's business has expanded and uh, the whole Dial family's business has expanded, they've brought Netwatch on that journey with them. Um, and most recently, we spoke about the uh, Arboretum Urban Green uh, in the middle of Dublin and. And uh, you know that. Uh, ties in what David was saying, you know, not standing still moving forward um, and Netwatch is part of that uh, business as well, so yeah, we've a lot to thank the Doyle family for and uh, uh, not even on a a business level, but at a friendship level as well, Rachel has been very good uh, to all the Netwatch team, always welcoming and uh, so it's a great evening for her this evening
1: I was just going to put the two lads, David and Blaze, slightly on the spot and maybe just in a sentence if you could uh, tell us what you've learned about business from Rachel and maybe
5: what other people could take from, from Rachel I think the two things innovation is the key to sustainability and secondly culture having the right culture in the organisation building a culture of empowerment where you trust the employees that's what Rachel has done here in the Arboretum in the shows and that's what we've tried to do in Netwatch and now in Care. Uh, Blaise, what's your take?
3: Uh, I think she's fantastic at uh, kind of sharing her vision and getting others to understand it and get bought into it because no one can do it on their own. It's a team effort, but the team has to be led, and she's a good leader
1: gentlemen, thanks very much to, for joining us this evening. That's uh, David Welch from Halo Care, Colin Hayes from Netwatch and Blaze uh, Brosnan, uh, a mentor of Rachel over the years. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with lots more guests. Uh, do stay with us. We're here until 7 o'clock and after that Matt O'Keefe will be joining us for the uh, Tier Lawn Farm Programme. Just a quick note, uh, tomorrow we're going to be in Friary Street. John Keane show will be in Friary Street broadcasting from the Jack and Jill Boutique Jack and Jill is a charity which provides in-home nursing care, respite support and end-of-life care for children with highly complex medical conditions up to the age of six in communities across Ireland and 11 in Kilkenny. So we'll be there tomorrow helping them promote their good work. Do tune in or do drop along. We'll take a break. Back with more after these. This is
0: KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell
1: the bottom line John Purcell here with you until 7 o'clock coming to you live from the Arboretum Lifestyle and Garden Centre it's just exactly 26 minutes away from 7 o'clock and we're here until 7 o'clock celebrating the launch of Rachel Doyle's uh, book My Tree of Life lots of business lessons life lessons and stories of how Rachel and her family have built this great uh, business I'm delighted to be joined by Ashling Ward from Carlock to Skillnet by Brian Farrell Brian O'Farrell from Carlo chamber and the legend that is Mick Galway, former Munster in Ireland rugby player but now also involved in Netwatch Mick I'll talk to you first Uh, a great business and and, uh, a business uh, that has been instrumental in the growth of Netwatch Um, but Rachel is a great woman uh, and a great team builder. Absolutely and it's legendary what she's done
7: for business and um, what she's done for Carlo and what she's done for employment I suppose even long before I was working with, with Netwatch I used to come in here with my kids when they were young and let them off <laughs> and go free and you know that they wouldn't gone outside the gate, but you'll find them under a bush or something somewhere, or a flower. But um no, look, it's just it has always been a beautiful place to call to but I boss. I really got to know Rachel and the Doyle family um, with my involvement with Netwatch. And um, as I said, I'd like to think that we're both good for each other. Rachel has, has really been uh she's really supported our brand down through the years and she's always stuck with us and and, and we're very happy to, to to promote her as well because um it's like to be involved with good business.
1: and like in sport teamwork hugely uh, hugely important what's her secret because it's not like rugby where where it's probably a bit easier to you know you can go on bonding sessions you have people of all ages all sizes and so on what's her secret do you reckon our secret is unique to be honest because you know when people are
7: involved in sport they can they're involved in one or two things and they're involved in team building and they're involved in everything but was um, obviously enjoying, uh, involved from from A to Z from 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 building a team to keep it going and then I uh, was getting products for the team and God knows what so I think uh, Rachel's job has certainly been more difficult down through the years but you can see the, the hard work that she's done and there's obviously a lot of people here and, uh, that have worked under and and, and you know, I think the show will go on, but it'll it'll always be remembered for the for the great force that was uh, Rachel Dial and her family, to be on.
1: And the change is is enormous when you look back, say thirty years ago, what a garden centre was like. And I suppose it's the same when you look back at rugby thirty years ago. Like I don't know how many statisticians and uh, whether you wore the electronic bit on your back uh, when you'd be running around. But change is a big part of life now, isn't it? It Certainly is. I think if that
7: if that electronic bit was in my, my time, I probably wouldn't make it past the warm up. But that's uh, that's beside the point. But no, a change, a changes is, is the way in life and I, people have to adapt and, and, and you know, sometimes people like to might think that, that people are old-fashioned and and in some ways kind of stayed with the past but Rachel certainly hasn't done that. She's moved with the times. She's moved with with, with everything, not alone with planting and that but, you know, with, with this great place here and even the food and even the, you know, all the other stuff that they do and, and now they've branched out into Dublin, in the middle of Dublin city, selling plants. You know, that's, that's, that's a brave move by any man's standards, you know. It's lovely to be able to, to drive in here but as you know, the 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 parking in Dublin isn't the same so I wouldn't like to be walking around uh, up around Dublin with plants hanging out with me but look that's, that's the challenge she's made and, that's, and I'm, I've no doubt she'll be successful
1: yeah now uh, I can't let you go without talking a bit about rugby producer of the programme Deirdre Drummy, uh a proud um, uh, Munster woman Munster were a bit in the doldrums I'm delighted to say for a while but but Munster is back you must be very pleased yeah I'm very pleased I'm very proud of what, um,
7: what the lads have done you know even up to f- a number of weeks ago um, you know maybe 6 7 weeks ago before the well 6 weeks before before the one um you know there was there was talks would they make next year's um, Heineken Cup for example, but now they finished up the you know the, the number one seeded team in Ireland. They finished up with a trophy, and they finished up I suppose giving a lot of Munster supporters, particularly like myself, who hasn't who you know who, is, who lives up here and you know in fairness it's great up here, but it's uh, it's nice to
1: see Munster get their first trophy in 12 years because it's been it's been a long time coming. Right, we've spoken enough about Munster. What about the the Rugby World Cup and how are Ireland going to do? Do you reckon? Yeah
7: hopefully hopefully that will be successful you know what I mean I think everyone is very aware of, of what has happened down through the years and, and you know we've never gone beyond the quarter quarterfinal um, we've never been in a better position you know we, we're number one ranked team in the world which I think is, is great although I think we've won the last World Cup as number one ranked as well the secret is to come out the other end, number one ranked uh, country but it's going to be very tough like in a, in a quarterfinal alone and uh, hopefully we'll make that quarterfinal we're either meeting the hosts France are the most successful team in, ever in the World Cup. New Zealand, so it's going to be it's going to be tough. But you know what? If we have Rachel Doyle's attitude, we we'll, I think we'll win it. That's that's the way I look at it.
1: Well, Mick, uh, pleasure talking to you. We'll talk to you again soon. Uh, well, I'm joined by Ashley Moard from Carlo Kilkenny Skillnet. Really, when you'd be talking about people developing their businesses, uh, the Arboretum in Lachlan Bridge and Rachel Doyle as a businesswoman uh, who established this business forty years ago is a fine example.
8: That's for sure, John. Rachel has been a long-time supporter of the Carlo Kilkenny Skillnet over twenty-something years now. And every year we sit down and look at what training her staff need, what development that we can help with, and they have partnered with us over many, many years, and we're delighted to work with. Them. They're such a progressive company led by Rachel and her passion uh, for what she does. So I'm absolutely delighted to be here to support her tonight.
1: And I, I'm reading, you know, another mentor mentioned in her book was Paddy Byrne from Burnside, another uh, huge influence on Carlo business. Uh, it just shows that training is very important and Mick was talking about innovation and continuing to uh, develop. Training is a big part of that.
8: Yeah, and Paddy, interestingly enough, is one of the founders of Carlo Kilkenny SkillNet and his daughter Lily is the, the chair person of the group to this day so it just shows the succession planning through all the different companies in the area and they're all um, the backbone of it is developing their people and it's great to see that um, no matter how busy they are they still carve out a little bit of time for training and for upskilling, and we're delighted to, to help them.
1: The book I've had a, a quick glimpse through it but it looks like there's a lot of business lessons in it will you be enlisting uh, Rachel as a trainer?
8: Rachel is welcome anytime to do any sort of workshops and the fact interestingly enough, are often involved. Our daughter-in-law, Kim, was at a workshop with us yesterday. We were doing uh, a conference on balancing career and wellness for females in the workplace. Your own colleague, Deirdre, was with us. um, So that's just to show the involvement of the family. And very important, that,
1: because I was asking Barry earlier on about, you know, discussing uh, stock taking during Christmas dinner and so on. Uh, You know, it is important to have a work-life balance and a family work balance, particularly.
8: It sure is. And Kim, who I I think you're going to be speaking to later on uh keeps them all uh, in line so uh yeah absolutely brilliant family and always supporting us so thanks john
1: thanks that's uh, ashling uh from carlow kikini skill now i'm talking to brian o'farrell chief executive of county Carlo chamber a great proud day for everybody associated with the arboretum but the business community in Carlo can take pride in this as well
0: no, uh, definitely. And uh, Rachel, she's a past president of the Chamber of Commerce, um, a recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award and the uh, Carole Business Awards back in 2019 as well. And she's always come across really as somebody who's quite humble in what she's built. Um, and it, uh, the one thing I've always found, and personally for me, Rachel's always made time for everybody, you know. Uh, and no matter what you want to talk about, advice, question stuff, she's great, and she's been a great support for people for businesses right across the county, and you know that time she's given, and no matter where you are, she's always great to pick up the phone to or just if you bump into her. We spoke earlier today with Welsh, an Entrepreneur of the Year with
1: Ernst and Young. Uh, Rachel also been honoured by that. Carlo really punches above its weight. Uh, you know the Arboretum, uh Retailer of the Year on multiple occasions, I think. And Rachel, one of the very few people to get the Lifetime Achievement Award as a retailer from other
0: retailers. Something the county can be proud of. No, definitely, because when you look at it, even within retail um, in Ireland, there's some large chains who've huge spending power and they've built up, you know, at a huge conglomerate. And for this business, the Arboretum, which has grown over all those years, you know, as you described kind of earlier on, a humble garden centre is what it started off as, and how it has grown and what it has become. And it's not just that journey of what it's become, but it's set the mark for so many other businesses garden centres in catering in different sectors right all the time so it has been leading the way in so many different ways and it's you know it's really a credit to Rachel to the family but even at the backbone of it and I think you touched on this Rachel and she's backed up by the family but the wider team in the Arboretum is very much like a family because if you walk around this place there's so many of these staff have been here for years they've been here you know, right the way through and that is one of the key things that has helped to make the business as well such success because those people have seen it as such a family and it's one big team that brings it forward I'm going to do
1: a, a really corny segue now but Rachel had a big idea uh, 40 years ago uh, here we are standing in the realisation of that dream and the importance of family I'm going to talk to someone we've talked to before on the programme, Kim McKenzie doyle uh, you had a big idea and you're running the big idea but you're also family to Rachel, talk to us about that
9: I, I am, I'm the daughter-in-law um, and I only married Fergal for Rachel to be honest
1: <laughs> There you heard it folks, world exclusive
9: <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Rachel's an absolute legend. Um, she actually drove me to my first ever job interview and I was only seeing Fergal about six weeks. So from then on, I was I was signed up. Um, she's absolutely phenomenal and it's an honour to be partially related to her. Um, so, but I'll claim full ownership, I think.
1: Yeah, well, attitude is so important, but as Blaze Brosnan was saying, it has to be backed up by hard work as well and an enormous well of hard work goes in. You don't build a business like this just by attitude alone.
9: No, it's it's pure love and, and Rachel's passion just seems seeps through the Arboretum and it comes across in everything that she does it's 24-7 for, for what we call her Ray and um, it's a brilliant example for female entrepreneurship and for her granddaughters as well so we're just so proud of her.
1: Yeah and she is a grandmother as well. Uh, how's the big idea going? I gather it's kind of taken a bit of a breath at the moment uh, you must be delighted because you've had a big a big year.
9: Yeah it's phenomenal we're we're only three years going and we've supported 6,500 students Across Ireland, we just got mentioned in an OECD report, which is global, and so that was phenomenal for us.
1: And what were they saying about you? They
9: were saying we're deadly. <laughs> no, it was, they they mentioned us as a benchmark for creative thinking in education. So that really puts us at a, at a global level. So we're we're really proud, and it was a big big surprise to us. Um, but it's it's a recognition of all the hard work we're putting in.
1: Yeah, well, as I'm speaking to you, Kim, I'm looking out over the seated area, and there are literally hundreds of people. Gathered a really special evening, special night for the family. You must all be very proud.
9: We're fantastic, and we're you know Rachel's biggest cheer cheerleaders, and it's such a great recognition for Rachel's hard work. And if we can live up to that um, as a county, I think we'll we'll be really flying the flag.
1: But also, uh, it's worth saying that there is another uh, event on this evening in the arboretum campus. There's a, an event for people doing barbecues with Weber.
9: I know, and, and in Rachel's back garden. So uh, when it's 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 a family business, it's really a family business, and it's in every house in the family, so uh, there's no escape.
1: uh delightful to talk to you in person after all of the COVID uh, years. There's Paddy Byrne and his wife Kathleen passing by Paddy might catch you later on, hope you're keeping well but I'm going to talk to uh, Kevin Neary now who's a non-executive uh, director of the Arboretum. Kevin you're a very successful businessman in your own right
4: uh, tell us about your background. Thank you uh, nice, nice to meet you originally I was the founder of GameStop chain of video game stores and was the managing director there for 17 years exited that business about 10-12 years ago now at this point and since then I've worked as a non-executive director or chairman or investor in various different businesses and I've had the Pleasure to work with Rachel and Barry and Fergal here in Arboretum now for about four years. And are you a keen gardener? I w- I enjoy gardening. I would love to have a bit more time, but I do enjoy gardening. It's one of those things that gets me out from my day-to-day, you know, routine and get out and spend a bit of time in the fresh air. Now it would be a bit more of a fair we- weather gardener than a, you know, out in all weather type of like guy. Like myself, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, just talk to me a bit. You wouldn't have imagined, I'm sure, when you were, you know, uh, game stopping. Around the place that you'd end up with a, a garden centre. What was your your uh, your preconceptions coming in, and how did Rachel rock those or
4: change those? Yeah, sure. T- to me, um, retail is retail. You're, it's still it's building something that you're passionate about, and you're serving a need for a customer base who have a need or a want. So the skills that I learned while growing the, the uh, games up from nothing to a you know 60 store operation were a lot of those skills were transferable and Rachel had obviously done a wonderful job here with Arboretum in Carlow and in Kilquade and they were looking to grow the business further so they wanted to bring on somebody who had gr- grown a fast business and bring on a little bit of experience but a huge amount of the skills and the experiences that I, I learned and picked up along the way are transferable and it's been a pleasure to work with the team here in Arboretum.
1: Well, hear a lot about bricks and mortar retail being uh, challenged and you know even it's a business whose time has passed uh, the arboretum's gone the exact other direction what's the Absolutely. secret and what lessons can be it's, learned
4: it's down to experience that you can pick up every product you want online and have it delivered to your door so anything that's just very much convenience based is, is, is challenging but if you can build something where people it's a destination and people can go and have a good experience for the day That's the secret in Retail for the Future. Well look it's a pleasure talking
1: to you uh, Kevin and uh, we look forward to more success uh, with the from lifestyle, uh, lifestyle and Garden Centre and indeed you were instrumental in Urban
4: Green tell us briefly about that. Yes um, about 12 months ago, a little more than 12 months ago myself and my business partner bought Chapters Bookstore so Chapters Bookstore was, um, was closing down as the owner was retiring but we had originally opened our first business in the back of Chapters Bookstore so we've known that the, the brand for many many years so when the opportunity came along to, to buy the brand we, there was first of all when they, they announced they were closing down there was a national outcry and people were really disappointed so we had a chat with Willie Kinsler who was the, the former owner of Chapter Book, Bookstop I said Willie we'd be interested in buying the business so he said yeah we, we put a deal together and we bought the business there about a year ago so th- we had a, the first floor was um, what wasn't being retailed from at the time i was having a chat with the guys in arboretum and i said we have space in dublin would you be interested in expanding and moving into the dublin market and that's where it grew from and it's a very natural fit it's two iconic irish brands who come together to create a haven in dublin's north inner city and the, the the brands work very well together obviously a bookstore plants and a coffee shop it's a it's a lovely mix and it's a destination now in, in Dublin City centre.
1: Well it's great to hear uh, the business founded 40 years ago here in Lachlan Bridge as an iconic Irish brand Kevin Neary thanks very much for joining us and yeah. enjoy the evening. Uh, we're going to take a break now, it's just uh, coming up to 9.5 minutes away from 7 o'clock, we're here live from the Arboretum until 7 o'clock we'll be back talking to more interesting people right after these.
0: This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell.
1: You're very welcome back. You're listening to the bottom line of the programme for and about business and we're here proceedings just getting underway here in the from Garden Centre. A bit of a song going under uh, under us in the background. I don't know if you can uh, pick it up but I'm joined by Michael O'Doherty who's uh, in the healthcare sector and who's a great friend of Rachel. Rachel speaks very highly of you Michael. Tell us how you're associated with this great businesswoman.
10: Yeah well for a number of years I've known Rachel because I, as you say I've been involved in the healthcare and I suppose in in mother business, one of the biggest challenges for people is to be able to manage their health, manage their energy and manage their time and I've been involved in the field of healthcare for many years directing people like Rachel how to is that they can manage their health because business today, particularly for somebody like Rachel, it demands so much and the stress levels are high you know, you're dealing with staff, there's lots of different issues like that and so for me I got to know Rachel a number of years ago you know, she just wanted to rebalance her energy System get her mind in the right zone. Look at any physical stress that was going on, and she found it a huge benefit.
1: Give us some secrets and uh, some quick tips that business people can do to uh, get themselves in that headspace.
10: I think the most important thing is to take control of what you're in control of. You know, that's the biggest thing. Um, for a lot of people, we seem to be very people can be very scattered about things that they don't know how to structure the day. And the two key things that you have, the most valuable asset in life you have is time, and the most valuable commodity is energy. And if people can learn to manage their time better and if they can learn to manage their energy better, be far better. And then, of course, to support that with, you know, getting proper sleep, uh, eating right, uh, you know, all of these things, a little bit of exercise to find time for yourself. for yourself it's, You know, most people you see, you know, when they're running a big business, and a lot of the CEOs, you know, they're running big, big businesses while they put all the time and effort into their business. They put very little time into themselves. And Rachel is one of, it's the most valuable asset to her business. If anything to happen to her, her business would suffer. So, the whole idea is to engage people in strategies and processes that can enable them to be in control of their life.
1: Well, listen, it was great talking to you, Michael. Love to talk to you more, and we may return to you on the bottom line in the future. Uh, that was Michael O'Doherty. I'm delighted to be joined by two of our public representatives, Jennifer Moreno, Connor TD, and John McGuinness, TD. A great uh, Carlo Kilkenny uh, success, Rachel Doyle, because as we heard earlier, um, her success and her influence spreads just beyond her, far beyond her native Carlo. What do you think of her,
8: yeah no i always believe and i know rachel for many years i would say rachel has a gift and i think her passion over the years her commitment her dedication to her work you know to her family but even i think she had the foresight to see way ahead of her time to me she was a woman way ahead of her time and i would have gone to a lot of conferences where rachel would speak and i'm a big fan and um, i've great admiration for her and as a woman um you know I just have such respect for her. And again, she just is an inspiration to all women.
1: Indeed. Uh, And many people saying that here this evening. John McGuinness, I see you leafing through it. Uh, You have a particular interest in business, former uh, Minister of State in the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment. What would you say to business people about Rachel Doyle?
3: Uh, I would say to them to read this book uh, and to see how a woman in difficult times came from humble beginnings Uh, to now not only being master of all of the businesses that she has but also willing to share her experience and her expertise with others and I think that this book gives great encouragement to entrepreneurs generally but especially to women Uh, and she is I think an example of success that others can follow and, uh, and to have her putting this out into the public domain this book of her life um, my tree of life I think would be an encouragement for all women
1: well, it's fantastic. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, thanks to John McGuinness and Jennifer Murnane O'Connor. Uh, remember, you can listen back to this show or indeed any program of The Bottom Line. Just search for The Bottom Line on Casey Law and the Apple Store, Google Play or Spotify. Thanks to Deirdre Drummy who produced. Thanks to everyone in the Arboretum who looked after us. We'll be back again next Thursday just after the news at six with more stories far and about business. Until then, take care of yourselves. Keep it local where possible. Stay tuned to Casey Law and keep the faith.
0: This is KCLR's bottom line with John Purcell.